So no, what I think now, like from your perspective, mm-hmm. how do you think fitness is for you personally? Yeah. Like, you know, from your perspective, like someone who's very active in life, you know. Yeah, um, I think ultimately it has to be a lifestyle, right? Like it has to be something that elevates your life, that elevates both your mental and physical health, um, that fits into your life. I don't think there's like a right or wrong way to do fitness. Um, I think a lot of people have this misconception where there must be this right plan or right way to eat, and that becomes very overwhelming. It's like it's it should be something that just fits naturally into your life and your current demands. Well, like, you know, like most of the people are not on the extreme spectrum, right? Yeah. yeah. Usually, people just want a healthy lifestyle to yeah. begin with. What do you have for those people who just want to have like a normal healthy life? Mm-hmm. They want to be active, not fully active, but somewhat active to do more things. You know, like how should they think about fitness in general? Yeah, well, I think it just comes down to the basics, right? Like, move your body a bit more, whether that means going out for a walk every day, even if it's like 15 to 20 minutes, eating better for yourself. So actually looking at, okay, well, what's on my plate right now? Am I getting whole foods in or am I just getting takeout day after day, right? Um, so what I would say is like just going for that like 80-20 balance, like 80% of the time you are doing things that are going to be beneficial for your health. And I think logically we all kind of know what's going to be better for us mm-hmm. right but we just decide not to go for it mm-hmm. so like cooking those meals at home or even if you're buying out buying something that's balanced with a protein source and carbs and like vegetables simple things like that like you don't have to go extreme you don't have to have go you know follow something that's really regimented mm-hmm. those small things more movement better nutrition mm-hmm. but like before we even go you know for routine and how how should people look as a fitness like what is fitness for a normal person according to you mm-hmm. I think it, each person's going to have a different definition of fitness, right? But again, it should just be a way of living. Like, it should be a way of living that improves your physical and mental well-being. So, like, you know, what should, like, a couple of steps, you know? Like, how should someone start this journey? Yeah. Like, what should they first look up to? Like, should, should they study online? Should they go to a coach? Like, what, according to your side, what's the right way to start the journey? Um, I think just firstly looking at your current lifestyle, right? So, if we were to say we want to add some more movement into our day, looking at well, typically how many steps do I get per day right now? If it's like minimal because you're working a desk job, like 2,000 steps, right? Just to get to the car and back, or you can probably bump it up to like 3,000 or 4,000 for this next week. And that could mean just 10 minutes of walking into your day. That could be in the morning before work, during lunch break, or in the evening. And I think it's a lie to say that you don't have 10 minutes of your day, right? Mm-hmm. Just to get, say, 1K steps in. Um even like from a mental perspective, like productivity, it's going to help you immensely if you give yourself time to just reset and like, you know, recharge. Um, and then when we look at from like a nutrition standpoint, again, you don't have to go to the extremes and feel like you have to completely change your life. But you can look like, well, currently my meals, if I'm having three meals per day, mm-hmm. are they all highly processed? I'm just getting takeout and indulgent foods because I'm stressed or I'm emotionally eating. Um, if so, can I maybe make sure that at least one meal is either made at home or it's actually got the you know nutrients I need. So it's got a protein source, it's got a complex carbohydrate, your grains, potatoes, rice, and then maybe a side of leafy greens. Like, am I at least doing that for myself? So slowly, slowly easing away is what I would recommend. Like, you know, you've been doing fitness for a long amount of time. Yeah. What's something you would tell yourself if you start the journey yeah. again? That, uh, again, if you do fitness correctly, it should make you feel better, mm-hmm. both physically and mentally. If you don't do it correctly, whether that be following fad diets, doing you know extreme approaches and falling for everything you see on the internet, then you're going to probably feel even worse off in terms of energy, mental health, and overwhelm. 
Um, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, most people when they look at fitness, they think of like fat loss, right? Because I think for most of us, that's what everyone really struggles with. Yeah. They see it as, oh my gosh, now I have to go on this like diet and it's going to be painful. I'm going to be hungry. I'm going to not have any energy. And that's typically what happens to a lot of people. But it's because again, like their understanding is I have to cut out certain food groups. I have to like follow this regimen and diet. I can't eat out anymore. I, you know, maybe drink on the weekend. And that's just not going to affect your life. That's not going to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. So I think if I was to go back to my old self, I'd tell her, look, make sure that your approach is something you actually enjoy, that you can see yourself sustaining into a lifestyle because that's the only way you're going to maintain results. And then number two, having had hired my coach earlier because when you can actually follow someone who's been on the path that you want to go down, it removes all the guessing, right? It removes the energy that I've wasted and the time I've wasted by guessing around. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of gives me the exact plan I need and I just need to execute. Mm-hmm. So I think just to make it people easy, like, you know, be consistent, mm. start somewhere. Yeah. That, you know, you need to do everything in one day, but start somewhere, be more consistent with it yeah. and ask for help. Yeah. It's like looking at what would be the list, like which what's the path of least resistance right now? Is it my diet that I can maybe change up a little bit and that's going to be the easiest to implement right now? Or is it I look forward to adding a bit more movement and I'm going to pick one or the other to just start and then I'm going to like stack these habits one by one. Um, I think it's very overwhelming when someone goes, I need to change my lifestyle and then suddenly they're like, I'm going to go start work out five times a week. I'm going to hit X amount of steps, totally clean up, clean up my diet. You know, yeah. it's very extreme. Pick one thing, build it up and then add something else afterwards. I think you're right because, you know, if it's uh, unrealistic, mm. it's difficult to be consistent with it yeah. right if you can change everything in day one yeah. but you can't stick for a long amount of time in the end it makes it less great yeah because if i can be more small steps but more consistent with it in month and two months i look much better than what i was yeah, before you know yeah like, you know like your experience and like you have worked in organizations as well and you're also in bodybuilding as well mm-hmm. let's dive over that like, what was your experience over there mm-hmm. in terms of bodybuilding yeah or, yeah um one of the like one of the most incredible experiences I have done, but also one of the worst for my health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, from a mental standpoint, it builds a lot of resilience, a lot of discipline, a lot of willpower. It really demands so much out of you because you know you're living so regimentally, right? You have this plan that you have to follow, you have to tick the boxes. You do live sort of like a robot, but again, it teaches you how to really be able to maximize your time. You have to be on top of the time management because if you're doing those amount of hours of cardio your meals, you know, are following a plan and then you've got, say, like, work and other demands going on. You really have to be on top of it. Um, so I think from that standpoint, it taught me a lot about how can I be a higher performer? Like, how can I perform as a higher functioning human being? Um, but I think from a physical standpoint, um, not great for your health because it's way too extreme. Obviously, you're dieting to very low calories, doing a lot of exercise, and it's not sustainable. It's definitely obviously not lifestyle at all. It's a competitive sport, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what was again like your mental health during that time because you're living on the verge right mm. as you mentioned eating 800 calories mm. a day and you're going to work and also doing all this fitness regimen as well mm. what was more like to your mental health because uh, when people who are not that active see such people on the tv shows mm. it is kind of demotivating as well and you do not consider other side of doing it as well mm. so you know what was like your mental health during that time um i think it's fine because you know when you're so laser focused on something everything else just gets blurred out like all you can think about is the goal like that's the only thing I was thinking about like I just need to get from A to B I just need to get to stage how many more weeks I have till my diet was done how many more weeks till I got to step on stage so I think when you're in that extreme approach it's like that all or nothing mindset everything's just like all in but that's also why it's not sustainable right because you can't always be all in a hundred percent perfect especially from a lifestyle point of view but again when you look at 
being a competitive athlete, you need to have that mindset of being like, I'm all in. I don't care what it takes, right? If I die, I die. Like, I'm all in. Uh, but again, from a lifestyle perspective, that just wouldn't be possible. Mm-hmm. So, quotes are like some, some myths that people have because, you know, mm-hmm. uh, about bodybuilding. Uh, like, are everyone is on steroids. Like, you know, that's mm-hmm. the biggest question. Because you see a best guy, yeah. you think, hey, he's not natural, you know? Yeah. Um, most guys are not natural. Like, if, every guy that is competing is not natural. I can tell you this now. It is impossible to compete in a pro league or like a, you know, yeah, as a natural guy. It just, really? Yeah, it's not possible. Everyone's on something. Females as well, a lot of bikini athletes are on steroids. Also why I stopped because I was like, there's no way that I can actually become a pro and really go to the level that I would like to compete at being a competitive person mm-hmm. as a natural and I wouldn't want to do that to my body. So yeah, it's, it's full of steroids. And I think, again, that's also why when you're just like a gym pop person looking at these females online, um, it's unrelenting standards because they feel like, oh, I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to be able to have those abs and look that tone all year round and be able to eat all of that. And it's like, well, yeah, because you're natural. Like mm-hmm. you're not on all these things, right? And then again, like you have other things going on in life. Like your job is not to be this athlete, whereas that is the only thing they care about. Every day is training and food. So if that's all, like if your energy is all just going towards that, of course you're going to have like the most incredible body year round because that's the only thing you're working on. That is your job to look mm-hmm. like that. So I think again, like from a perspective, like when you say like mental health mindset look at social media it's so important that you kind of recognize actually what can I expect for myself like what's realistic and again I think it comes back to a healthy body and a healthy lifestyle right like you know you also mentioned before as well right that yeah. how did fitness in general impacted your work as well mm. like you dived a bit before that about the focus part of it can you be more specific and more detailed about that how does fitness impacted your work life as well yeah um, fitness general. So honestly, I think the reason why I was so productive and I was able to obviously do all the competition prep whilst working like my corporate job and also building my own business was because I was so regimented. So I think the less decisions that you have to make, the more productive you're going to be, right? Because you're not faffing around thinking about what should I do next? What should I eat next? You're not even thinking about all these things because it's in routine. You know exactly what you need to do every single day. You know exactly what you're eating, what time your meals are. It's all prepped out for you. So actually it helped me with my work because, again, I was laser focused. I was like, I don't have time to mess around. Mm-hmm. So everything was like, okay, tick off the box, next thing, next thing, next thing. What do I have to get do what do I have to get done for work? Um, so I think that discipline that you need um, to obviously thrive in competitive bodybuilding, mm-hmm. I brought along to my work. And I think you can still do that as well as a lifestyle mm-hmm. you know, person. If you're putting more effort into your fitness, it is going to require you to have more discipline with food, mm-hmm. right? You're going to have to practice that. It's like a muscle. You have to practice more discipline, more willpower. You do have to be a bit more organized because if you're working a job, you per- perhaps need to start meal prepping or just making sure you're thinking ahead of time. That naturally helps you with your product of your work and the way that you now look at tasks that you have to do at work, right? Because mm-hmm. it's no longer everything's all over the place you become a lot more structured and you know how to I guess like manage your time and energy better so I would say starting a fitness journey actually elevates all areas of your life definitely and you mentioned meal prep like what's the correct way of meal prepping you know like should you plan it beforehand or should you have like a month a month worth of plan like what's the right way of doing a meal prep yeah because people are very busy you know yeah so I think a lot of people find very feasible to have meal prep yeah. what's the right way of doing that yeah so again i would say you have to find what works for you right because there is no again like right way or wrong way 
Um, either what, what I found works for my clients is Sunday evenings are like a non-negotiable time for them just to prep out, say, like two or three days worth of food. That could just be your carbohydrate sources. So it could just be, I'm going to bake some sweet potatoes and potatoes ready for the week ahead. I'm going to make sure that I have my rice ready because that takes a bit more time. Um, it could be, okay, I'm going to plan my lunch for Monday and Tuesday. Dinner I have at home, breakfast I have at home. But I know lunch is usually when I'm a bit stuck because I'm always out and about. So, it, you, you know, you need to look at your lifestyle, what your work demands are like, what your flexibility is like, and then go from there. Again, I think it's unrealistic to say this is the right way to do it. That's mm-hmm. the wrong way to do it. You have to have a whole week prep because that's overwhelming. If you don't need to do that, why do that, mm-hmm. you know? And like, you know, about food particularly, because most of the people who are into fitness part of it, food is a very big struggle. Yeah, like, yeah. what should be the easiest replacement that I can make from the everyday diet to be more effective the food part of the journey of fitness? Yeah. Uh, replacement, what do you mean by replacement? Like, anything like, you know, that, hey, if you are eating that, if you can replace it by this, could be much better like that. Mm. You know, like that. With the small things that they can do to make the food better, honestly. Yeah. I would always look at your plate and split into like three sections. Okay. Number one, lean protein source. So that could be chicken, uh, lean beef, white fish, or even like a boiled fish salmon that has great omega-3s, right? Looking at a protein source because that is going to be the fundamentals for your energy, maintain your muscle recovery if you are working out, mm-hmm. um, but also helps you stay full for longer during the day if you have enough protein in. Um, the next one would be obviously complex carbohydrates. So rice, um, you know, grains, something that's, again, going to help you fuel your body because carbohydrates are going to be your main primary energy source mm-hmm. for your day-to-day activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next one would be obviously just like a side of vegetables, greens, because you need micronutrients, mm-hmm. right? And it's going to, again, help you feel fuller for longer. Mm-hmm. So I would always look at my meals in those kind of ways, like do I have that protein source there? Do I have the greens? Do I have the carbohydrate? And that's easily then going to get you being like, okay, maybe I shouldn't opt for the pasta or the pizza over, say, I don't know, the salmon with grilled vegetables and rice because, well, the pizza's got nothing that I actually really need. It's just oil and, you know, there's nothing wrong with pizza, yeah. don't get me wrong, but 80% of the time, you know, we kind of want to be opting for those balanced meals that are going to make us feel better. Now, about food as well, mm-hmm. let's talk about supplements. Mm-hmm. Should people take supplements and who should not take supplements as well? Yeah. I think supplements from... A point of view of like vitamins, multivitamins, magnesium, um, anyone could benefit from that because I think again a lot of us probably lack that nowadays in our diets, especially if we aren't actually very careful and thinking about what foods am I eating, mm-hmm. how am I getting certain minerals and vitamins in. Having a multivitamin is going to benefit you. I don't see any disadvantage to having that. Even like omega threes, if you don't regularly have like two or three portions of oily fish each week, supplement omega threes. Uh, in terms of performance based, more like supplements like I know creatine, you've already heard of that, protein powder, pre-workout, not needed. Um, if you don't have your diet in place and a proper workout routine in place, there's absolutely no need for you to be looking at creatine, protein powder, you know, pre-workout. It's a waste of money because you don't even have the fundamentals in place, right? Mm-hmm. Get the fundamentals done and then those supplements can be like an extra 1%. But you want to make sure that your nutrition and your exercise is in place before you think about those things. Mm-hmm. Well, because usually whey protein is the easiest way to increase the protein, mm. right? Yeah. Because now it's so tasty as well. Mm. And it comes in so many forms. Mm. You have protein powder, you yeah. have protein bars. So many different ways taking mm. care of that. I think that's what people... Yeah. It's tasty as well. Yeah. I think it becomes yeah, yeah. kind of easy to get increase of protein, right? 
Yeah, like, sure, yeah. Like if you're, let's say, vegetarian, uh, yeah. there's not a lot of option mm-hmm. to have protein source yeah, to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's um, I don't think that's, there's nothing wrong with like protein powder at all. But I think it's so important that you know most of your protein sources coming from like whole foods, just from again from like health perspective, I think it's just a lot more sustainable. Like I wouldn't suggest someone just get most of your protein from protein powder because you're not going to get like all the other minerals that you know you would from whole foods. So that's the only thing. But yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with protein powder. Mm. I think what you mean to say is that first focus on the whole foods. Yeah, if something yeah. lacks over there, then go for the supplement. That's yeah. what the word is, right? Supplement. supplement you're yeah, supplementing yeah. a good diet. You don't use supplements to create your diet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, sure. Like, you know, what are some myths that you have seen yourself? You know, that, hey, which social media kind of glorifies about fitness, but you think that's not true? Mm. Is it something that you have seen and observed in your time as well? Mm. Uh, that's why it's glamorized. I think one thing that um, is glamorized is like this morning routine. I think a morning routine is very, very important. But I think on social media, a lot of influencers will make it seem like this massive list that they do, right? And it almost feels like, as in, again, like a just general pop, like gen pop person, it's not realistic sometimes. So, for example, you might see on social media, like, or Instagram, these fitness influencers be like, this is my morning routine. I like to meditate and then I journal and then I read and then I stretch and I go for a walk and do my, you know, faster workout before work. It's like, okay, if you work a nine-to-five or work a busy job, that's probably not going to be realistic or sustainable mm-hmm. long-term. So I think, again, just like stripping things down to the basics, fitness, I feel like, has been very much overcomplicated mm-hmm. on social media. Again, because why will marketing, right? You sell more products, all that stuff. But bring it down to the fundamentals, like just a bit more movement in your day-to-day, taking care of yourself in different ways in terms of your nutrition, movement, rest, and sleep. Just those fundamentals I think people have sort of forgotten about or neglected mm-hmm. yeah. um, because they're too focused on all these other complicated things. Yeah. I think because, you know, uh, when you see people 15 steps routine, right, you assume that, hey, if I'm not doing let's three steps out of that, I'm missing out on something, yeah. you know. And then if you're not doing something, so if something does not work out very well, then you blame that. And, hey, I would have done that thing that would have made much easier over there. So yeah. I agree with you on that because it's difficult, you know, because when you see everyone doing steps of routine, you think, hey, the framework kicks in, right? That, hey, am I doing something wrong? But if it's, if it's working for you, it's fine, right? Yeah. Because everyone have a different lifestyle to begin yeah. with. Yeah, exactly. And it's, just and it's going to change in different times of your life, right? Like, yeah. from being a student to, say, then working on a five and then maybe, I don't know, becoming a mother or, like, a father that's always going to change as well. So you kind of need to understand that fitness needs to fit into your life and you need to be able to be flexible with it. I think that that's the best part of this. Mm. Like you need to be more flexible and give yourself some space as well to figure out what works for you. Yeah. I think it's, um, you know, the kind of harmony between self-compassion and also discipline, right? So you need to have the discipline to obviously say, like, well, I need to make it work and it's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging, but I need a shot for myself, right? But also to have the self-compassion to say, well, you know, at times... I need to be flexible and that doesn't mean I'm failing. I'm still going to show up, but it might look a bit different right now because I have other demands going on. I have other commitments that may be a bit higher priority right now. So mm-hmm. that flexibility is important. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. And now let's talk about you as well, you know. Let's talk about your journey. Like how did you come across this phase where you're completing bodybuilding, fitness? Let's talk about more about your background as well. Yeah. Um, so growing up, I was like fairly active. I was never like the, yeah, I was never super, super into the gym. I really struggled to get myself in there to be fair. Um, I probably spent like three, four years just in and out of it. Very inconsistent. Just had like really bad gym, gym intimidation. I was very shy. And I think you know, this is why I'm so passionate about fitness because it really transformed me as a person. 
like I'm so much more growth-minded now. I actually back myself. I'm willing to take risks. Um, you know, I actually believe myself. I was the complete opposite before my fitness journey. Like mm-hmm. I had absolutely no confidence. I could never speak to anyone. Um, even the waiter, I would rehearse the line like 20 times. I still couldn't mutter oh. out a sentence to a waiter or like someone on the phone. Um, just, yeah, a lot of social anxiety. And I think it was just because I, growing up, I lacked a lot. So I always just felt like I was never good enough. Um, but yeah, no, so like I obviously didn't like my body either. was quite insecure about that. Um, and then slowly kind of got myself to the gym thinking that it would help, obviously. Um, and I think the only time I became a bit more consistent was at uni my first year where my calls where I was living was just like a five minute walk from my gym. So mm-hmm. that obviously made it a lot easier. It removed that kind of barrier to entrance. Um, it was open 24 seven. So again, because I was just so petrified of the mm-hmm. gym, I would go at 2am because I was like, well, no one's going to be at the gym at 2am. Hopefully sometimes it'd be like one person. I'd be like, why? Why you here? This is my time. And I stayed this time. Yeah. Um, and then I would just like practice machines, like try to figure out how to use the barbell and the dumbbell, practice different movements, build myself. Um, and that took a good year of me just like trying to figure things out. And, you know, like I was just running a circle at that point. Um, and because of what, you know, you consume on social media, as a girl, you start believing if I exercise more and I eat less, I'm going to get the body that I feel most confident in, that I feel great in. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, yes, I lost a lot of weight, but I also lost my hair, like my menstrual cycle as well, because I was just over-exercising, uneating. My body was just so unhappy. Uh, mentally, I was struggling because I was scared of food now. You know, I didn't want to go out to eat. Everything was like, if I go out to eat, I have to exercise more to compensate. Like, it was just a very toxic cycle. Mm-hmm. And it's the cycle that I hear, again, like a lot of people go through, right? And it's mm-hmm. really sad because fitness shouldn't be that way. Yeah. But a lot of people kind of go through that. Um, and then I slowly figured things out myself a good like year and a half into it. And that's why I wish I would have just gotten the coach earlier. Mm-hmm. But I was a student and I was like, oh, waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> I'll figure it out myself. Mm-hmm. Um, a year later, a year and a half later, I kind of figured it out and then actually hired my first coach because I was like, I feel like I'm in a good place. I, I want someone to push me further. Mm-hmm. Um, I had built a lot more confidence because, again, I saw myself go through this fitness journey. I saw myself, you know, achieving things I never thought were possible in terms of like strength at the gym lifting weights is so empowering mm-hmm. um you know doing all these incredible things that coach obviously then led me into bodybuilding um and the only reason I wanted to compete was just for the mental kind of benefits of being like I want to be challenged like I'm a big believer that you grow when you're put into situations of discomfort right lean into discomfort and you're going to grow more as a person so I was like I want to build my discipline my resilience my willpower I want to be challenged let me compete. Um, so that was for two and a half years, oh. which I love, uh, but we never do again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, look, you just mentioned the negative of that, like you had hair fall. Mm-hmm. Can you dig over there if you're comfortable? Yeah. And what yeah. was the negatives that you felt in that time mm-hmm. in your personal life as well? Yes. Um, so I think it's probably relevant for males as well, right? And females. But if you are underfeeling your body and you're over exercising, firstly, your hormones are going to be all over the place. So I had no sex drive. Because I just, my hormones just were not existent. Mm-hmm. Um, my hair was falling out and my skin was really dry as well, just because, you know, I was just so malnourished. Mm-hmm. Um, mentally wise, obviously, I had a really poor relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Um, I pretty much wouldn't eat breakfast. All I would eat was like a bit of protein here and then just like vegetables, and that was, that would be it. Mm-hmm. But because I was restricting so much, there'd be like episodes of just me binging because every, every time I saw a cookie or like I actually bought a bag of cookies, I would finish it all at once because mm-hmm. your body's literally screaming like I need more food, right? Mm-hmm. And the more you tell yourself you can't have something, obviously the more you're going to want it. So yeah. all I could think about was 
when am I going to have this food, that food? Like, my food focus is so high. It's almost similar to, you know, when people study a new diet and they're like, yeah. oh, my cheat day, and they're like looking at like food places and burgers. Yeah. It's almost like that, but to a different extreme, right? Yeah. And that's why I think, you know, it's so important that if you are trying to lose weight or just cleaning up your diet to still have that balance, it's not about being like, I'm only going to eat clean now. It's like, well, let's try 80 20 or even 70 30. Mm-hmm. 80% of the time, whole foods, foods that actually make you feel good. 20% of the time, go have the burger, the pizza, the cookies, the chocolate, because mm-hmm. that's important as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a very bad place mentally and obviously physically. Yeah. I think that having 20% make it easier in long term to have an 80% clean diet as well. Like if you eat something now, which is not healthy unconventionally, but it allows you to be more consistent now for long term. And that's the goal, to be more consistent in the journey. It's exactly. part of life, as I mentioned before. You know? Exactly. And, you know, health is also your mental well-being, right? You can't tell me that you're going to be completely happy by saying no to all the food that actually, you know, probably don't provide you the nutrients that you need, but really make you feel great. Like, yeah. who doesn't like cake? Who doesn't like sharing? Things? And it's the experiences as well. But yeah. Who doesn't like sharing a birthday cake together? Yeah. It's sometimes not even the cake itself. Yes, it tastes nice, but it's like the experience involved. Yeah. But if you were then to suddenly say, oh, no, I'm on a diet or I'm trying to be healthy and cake is bad, mm-hmm. you miss out on all these special things in life, yes. right? And yes. that's probably the biggest regret that you could have. Being yeah. on your deathbed and being like, I don't have any of those foods. Yeah. Didn't go to those occasions yeah. because it's trying to be healthy. First of all, thank you so much for coming for yeah. time as well. Uh, if To wrap it up, can you please share a couple of tips, you know, people should consider yeah. uh, who are just starting out the journey of fitness? Yeah. Um, so I think the biggest tip would be, uh, well, if you actually set realistic expectations for yourself, Number two, take imperfect action and be flexible with this journey because you have to have that flexibility to make it consistent. And cut yourself some slack as well. You know, yeah. you're not going perfect all the time. Yeah. Just be consistent with it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank, thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs>